You're listening to the Australian Army Training and Doctrine Podcast. Welcome to this short series of podcasts featuring experiences on the ground at the Warrant Officer and Non-Commissioned Officer Academy here at Wing in Queensland. In this episode, I'll be talking to one of the instructors here. With me is Warrant Officer Class 1, Matthew Dixon. So tell us a bit about your role here at the Academy. So I'm the Senior Instructor of the Warrant Officer Training Team. So I'm responsible for the delivery of training on all Warrant Officer courses, that being the subject one for Warrant Officer and the RSM course. And tell us how you came to be here as an instructor. Uh, Essentially, I asked. I did request the posting here because I wanted to spend some time at the Academy. I've had a very varied role throughout Army, both operationally, field units. I've done a number of training units. I was very interested in the development of training. So yeah, that's how I ended up here. What were you hoping to achieve in coming here? I've been in land units for a couple of years now and out of training. I wanted an opportunity to get back in to do some training. I think I had a lot of opinion on what training should be. And I thought the academy was the best place for me to get back into training and to impart knowledge on the uh, future trainees. You mentioned there that you have some views on training. What are your views? I was very keen to come to the academy, as I said, I've spent the last five years as an RSM in several units, both in the reserve and ARA units. So I've noticed a a deficiency in where some of our soldiers come from the all-core soldier perspective. They lack some of the basic soldier skills or aren't well developed, I should say, in those soldier skills. So I was very keen to get here to assist in developing that training for our trainees or for our soldiers. I'm also noticed there is a need to emphasise the role the NCO plays in training of their soldiers. So in terms of the uh, subject one for corporal, subject one for sergeant courses especially, developing their skills as a trainer so that they can pass that knowledge on to their soldiers in the units. What specifically in terms of basic skills did you notice were missing? Generally within our NCOs, it's that ability to actually train their soldiers and also to understand what it takes to develop a section or platoon training program and how they can develop that program over a period of time to enhance the skills of soldiers and continually improve in relation to the training program. So definitely their ability to understand training and build a training program to cover off on soldier deficiencies. In your view then, what makes a good training program that would achieve exactly that? I think the first thing is obviously understanding what the end point of that training program is designed to be. Understanding and reviewing your personnel so you can identify the main areas of needing improvement so that you can identify what needs improving and you can identify what you want in the end state or the level required at the end. That allows you to develop what individual components you would put into that training program. How have you then incorporated your views on training into the offering here at the Academy? In the first instance, it starts with discussion amongst the instructor pool at the Academy across both Canungra Wing here, but also more broadly across all wings about how we can enhance all our training, what we all believe in. So rather than it becoming the view of Warren Officer Dixon, it's a discussion so that all instructors within the academy have input into what right would look like. Uh, And that allows us then to individually 
develop or change the style we may instruct or minor tweaks to the training program we have in place with the courses. The second impact is the ability to provide that feedback through the training and development cell so we can enhance or make adjustments to our learning management packages. In this case, looking at how we currently instruct the NCOs on building training programs and looking to insert additional lessons to enhance that training for them. As a result then of those discussions and those changes you've made, where is the Academy at right now in terms of the training it is offering? Okay, so right now the Academy is advancing all the time. We're on a staged approach to how we look at things. We have this year developed new models of conduct army training at the sub one corporal and sub one sergeant levels. And using that as our platform, we will develop into 2018 the Warren Officer course and then the RSM course, incorporating that same model into those courses. So rather than rush through the process quickly, we've taken a steady staged approach developing the corporal training first and now enhancing the sergeant training. And as I said, next year, we'll develop new training model in the warrant course and then we'll develop a new package for the RSM course later in the year. How do you see things then growing into the future with regard to the capabilities that you're trying to teach warrant officers of the future? We look here at the academy to always be trying to continually improve, that we should never sit at a steady state where nothing changes. There's always advances to be made. There's always new methods, new technologies or new equipment into service that affects how we operate. So we're always looking to advance and change and modernise and keep pace with the modern world. As we progress into the future, I think that will be exactly the same. We'll continue to look at what current technology, new technology is emerging, new styles of operating and continue to adjust our training to suit. To what extent then are you integrating new technology into the training that you offer here at Canungra Wing? We're always looking to enhance and improve our training. So we are constantly looking at different models of training. We are integrating our simulation where we can into the program. Right now, Army's simulation is at a very juvenile state as such. So we're slowly working through how that simulation will be incorporated into our training continuum. Now, take us through the typical day for you here at the Academy. What does your work involve? Okay, so as a senior instructor, here to deliver training and control the training team. So I have a team of nine warrant officers that do most of the actual on-the-ground training. Our typical day, it always starts with PT at 0600 and then into the classroom by 8, 10 in the morning. A normal work day for us is till 1800 at night delivering training. Series of lessons, I'll be in and out of the classroom giving lessons and doing all the administration behind running the courses at the same time. And tell me a bit more about perhaps the ups and downs of the job. What are the highlights when you're running a course and what are the challenges? Always a highlight, new course. Um, course structure is five weeks long for the sub one for warrant officer course. So every five-week course is a new group of trainees, so a new group of people to interact with. That's always exciting. It's always good to see people out and enjoying their training and getting involved and you have a whole lot of highlights through doing that. Downsides. Obviously, those long work hours do wear people out, so it's a hard slog for that five-week course. And what about some of the trainees? There must be some trainees that really stand out for you as having been very memorable. Across a year, there is obviously a lot of trainees. We train on the warrant course uh, around three to 400 per year. So a lot of trainees. Throughout the course, there are those that will stand out as shining through 
There's a lot of hard work done by all the trainees. So there's a lot of different points there that they do, yeah. And what do you actually teach them? What is the objective by the end of the course in terms of their learning outcomes? Right, well, here at the Academy, we're very focused on the all-core soldier training continuum. That is the basis of all soldier training that develops them as a soldier prior to moving into their trade or speciality training where they get more detail in specifics of an individual trade. Gives them a well-rounded approach to soldiering. So our course is structured around several modules, those being the command, leadership, management of soldiers and the delivery of army training and ceremonial packages. And how do you go about teaching those materials? Because they're obviously quite different in terms of content and the outcomes that you're trying to achieve. Yes, they definitely are. It's a quite a broad range. Throughout the course, we uh, focus uh, one module at a time for the bulk of the training. And then throughout those modules, we also insert some extra elements of management and leadership throughout the whole package. There's a variety of classroom lectures small group and syndicate discussions, as well as a number of practical activities, especially in the realm of uh, operations and ceremonial activity, where we're actually out on the parade ground conducting ceremonial activities, conducting drill lessons. In your experience, what makes a good candidate then a good trainee? What kinds of qualities do they need to exhibit and how should they go about their training? Yeah, a good trainee, that'd be someone who already understands their current role in army and their current rank well. Someone who's keen and very interested in trying to learn and to develop themselves. Everything we do at the academy is a step forward on their progression to rank and therefore they do have to have a solid understanding of where they currently are. But yeah, mostly it's just that enthusiasm and willingness to get in and learn the new material. If you think back over your time of instruction here, is there perhaps a, a classic example of the strong trainee that you could describe for us without naming names, of course, but you know, what kinds of qualities would they exhibit and how would they conduct themselves? Foremost, the training is all about the all-core soldier continuum. So it's all about basic soldier skills. So very good at their basic skills. So brilliant at the basics as a start point. Physically and mentally, they have to be prepared for the arduous rigours of conducting the course end of army. So physically and mentally tough is also very important. And then very key is the willingness or the desire to actually learn. They get most out of that course when they come in prepared to learn and, and ask questions and challenge the training as it goes through and to develop themselves. To what extent do you think the qualities you described there are innate and natural? And to what extent can they actually be taught and acquired? Is it possible for somebody perhaps who finds it quite challenging to have some of those skills? Perhaps the mental and physical toughness is something that doesn't come naturally to them. How can you train to aspire to that? Overall, I think it can be trained or it can be learnt behaviours. And it starts actually back at their soldier training, back at Kapuka when they first enter army. And it's their continuation training in the unit. So it's about identifying within yourself your positive and negative attributes, identifying where your weaknesses are, that self-reflection on those areas, and then putting some effort during your unit training and your unit workload to develop those areas individually to prepare yourself. So people who are not currently physically prepared, you know, it's as simple as getting some help with physical programs, speaking to the PDIs, and then going out and doing some PT in your own time above and beyond what you're doing in unit PT to build yourself up for ready to get ready, things like that. 
How then does the academy here support people in terms of their personal development in areas perhaps where they do have a weakness? Yeah, while the trainees are on course, we only have a very short time frame of that five weeks. So it's very difficult to get any long-term points across with the trainees. What we focus on other than the course material is just helping them identify where their strengths and weaknesses lie and discuss with them what they could do into their future post their time at the academy to continue their onwards development. In terms also then of your own personal and professional growth as an instructor here, what have you observed about yourself and perhaps about your own strengths and weaknesses? So as an instructor here and actually across my entire career, again, it's about that self-reflection to consider what your strengths and weaknesses are and then to work on those. There is always something. Also take into consideration the points provided by my superiors during annual counselling and the like and reporting periods that have a look at what you can affect. The other one is to consider that development and what you might do to conduct it. I've done a number of short courses on currently training you know, conducting short courses in UN operations as a way of developing broader understanding of operational context outside of Australian Army operations. Taking your own experience as an example, if you reflect on your time here at the Academy, is there something in particular that stands out for you in terms of your own personal and professional development? Yeah, I think it really is focusing on being an instructor. So whilst I as the senior instructor, have a lot of responsibility in conducting and the running of the course. It's still getting back into the classroom and developing my skills, interacting with trainees, the ability to communicate and pass knowledge backwards and forwards. I think that stands us all in good stead, not just as an instructor, but all we do in Army. It sounds like then you're learning a lot in terms of communication skills, intrapersonal skills, and that whole kind of, dare we use the term, emotional intelligence aspect of interaction as part of your work here as an instructor. Do you have the sense that other instructors also find that those are key things they learn when they come here? Oh, yeah, I think they definitely do, as well as the instructors here who pick up those skills along the way, and they certainly develop their ability to communicate, brief, deliver information. I think also a large portion of our training where we talk about delivering army training and delivering lessons focuses on not so much the ability to give a particular style of lesson, but your ability to communicate across all spectrums. Where do you see then your career going next after you leave the academy? Hopefully I'll be advancing in the RSM ranks and finding a position somewhere in a brigade as a brigade RSM. And have you enjoyed your time here? Yeah, very much. I really enjoy the opportunity to get out and instruct and run courses. So uh, it's a, a key aspect of my military career. And final question, would you recommend the posting to others? I most definitely would. The Academy is a great place to work. Noted, we do have some long hours, but at the same time, it's a rewarding job and also gives you ability to interact and meet with a whole range of people across Army. Being all core training, I'm getting people from all trades, all corps, all walks of life within Army and also from international students. So it's great to interact with that vast audience. Warrant Officer Class 1 Matthew Dixon, thank you very much. To hear more about the training underway here at the Warrant Officer and Non-Commissioned Officer Academy, listen to other podcasts in this series available on The Cove. The web address is www.cove.org.au. I'm Captain Sharon Mascaldare. Thank you for listening. This podcast is produced by the Australian Army and is copyright the Commonwealth of Australia.